tonight on the Midnight Train podcast. We explore exorcism. Is it real? Or is it a religious hoax? Does green puke really fly out of possessed human mouths? Can someone really turn their head around 360 degrees without snapping their neck? Can you crab walk down a flight of stairs without injuring yourself? Well, climb aboard, the train is about to leave the station. Grab your drink, turn up your volume and let's get possessed. And now, enjoy the show. All right, and hello out there, everybody. And welcome to another episode of the Midnight Train Podcast. I am your humble host, Jonathan. With me always is my co-host, Mr. Awesome himself, Jeff. How are you tonight? Hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. And, of course, our captain of research and technology, we have Riley. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So anyway, today, what do we talk about, Jeff? Today, we are going to discuss exorcism. Now, is it real? Is it a hoax? Or what's the scoop? Yeah, actually, uh, it's kind of funny with this one, like uh, finding out the research on this one. I actually learned a lot of stuff about this. So, uh, yeah, for everyone out there right now, turn off the lights and uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome to the Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard! Right, and welcome to another episode of the Midnight Train Podcast. And yes, of course, we are going to be doing something today about exorcisms. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's in movies. It's all over the place. It's got some really weird origins to it. It's still going on to, to today. Um, but before we get into it, uh, as always, we are going to uh, start off this episode with a nice opening of our Pop beverages so uh gentlemen on the count of five here one two three four and five mm. tasty do a good podcast gents ah uh, yes Cheers. okay i can turn this off all right okay good yeah okay we're yeah we're drinking now so anyway um exorcisms uh i think that we we kind of chose this one because i mean it's scary as hell to a lot of people, to a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people, you know, they they hear about exorcisms, like when you watch them on movies and stuff. I mean, hell, The Exorcist was still considered or is still considered one of the scariest movies that a lot of people that I know or even on the Internet, they're like, dude, that movie, it messed me up. You know what I mean? And when you go back and watch it, it's kind of like anything like Poltergeist, you know, when you're a kid. And like I said before, it, it messed me up. But it's, it's the uh, mental thought of being possessed, like not in control of your own body. Right. And not being able to decide or control things. You know what I mean? Imagine Absolutely. that. Imagine. Oh, oh, listen, man, I am doing all my research and hearing about these, uh, quote unquote, um, real life, um, possessions and then the, you know, the exorcisms that happen with it and whatnot. It's, uh, it's pretty freaky. It's, uh, it's definitely got some, uh, some weird things that could definitely freak somebody out. I mean, um, so first and foremost, well, John, um, let me ask you real yeah, quick. Go ahead. 
when you did your research, because when I did my research and maybe Riley too, um, I found it odd that typically I would have to say 90% of these that I researched were all overseas or foreign. So when watching or listening to the audio files and watching the videos, they were all in different languages. It always tended to be a female, which I thought was kind of odd. Okay. Yeah, I can see that there. You know, so yeah, there you, was a lot of... To me, it was like, it was always foreign. It was always female, which okay. is weird. I, I never really saw like an American male that was possessed. Now, maybe there was, but so I didn't maybe see they any just didn't understand how women acted during PMS. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And the listener count goes down. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And you ladies know you're crazy, but you have to be to put up with our bullshit. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, I did notice that. I did notice that a lot of it was in different countries. A lot of it was, you know, in um, a long time ago too. So, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, um, you know, the whole thing kind of like, started in um you know 1614 is when the vatican actually went out and they put guidelines into this and what's crazy to me so it's 1614 obviously 17th century forever ago no no such thing as technology you know right. what i mean like crazy like people you know were you know if you sneezed they killed you you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like oh you've got the plague you know yeah they're still wearing chain mail thinking dragons right. are going to come kill them they literally revised this thing in 1999 and the new rules included not having any form of media during the exorcism. So it's pretty much the exact same rules as before, except, you know what? You can't take a picture of it. You can't have a camera in there. You can't take video of it. That's the only rule they did. Now, why do you think that is? Well, it's modern times. Maybe they just don't want it to. I don't know. I, I, I guess to me, if, if these things were actually real, maybe it would add some credit to it by people seeing that. Yeah. You know, but then again, maybe it's somebody going through a very exhausting, just arduous moment in their life and they don't want to publicize that. Or do you think it could be like a copycat thing? So like when serial killers, you know, are famous and then you have copycat killers, do you think this could be like if it was if you had proof of this exorcism, somebody could watch that and be like, you know what? I could do this. I could pull off these sounds. I could pull off this right. acting and then I'd be famous. I go viral. On yeah, YouTube. That's possible. I mean, Do you nowadays, think maybe that's how they control it and cap it so they're not running around the country to every single city trying to see what's I, a hoax or not? Absolutely. I think, I mean, there's probably a ton of different reasons of why they actually did that. Um, I, I just think it's crazy that, like, to this day, you know what I mean? They're still exercising people and, and it's still a thing. Possession is still an actual thing today in 2019. Uh, I think I was just talking to you guys before that they recently set up a, uh, a an actual uh, hotline for yeah. um for exorcisms now so like if somebody's possessed you can actually call them um it's actually from milan is where they set it up at it's the catholic diocese out there and it's an exorcism hotline and um they've doubled the amount of exorcism practicing priests there from six to twelve because of the demand okay so this is actually happening like this like the requests in the last 15 years have just like gone way off the charts and obviously they think it's probably because of movies and stuff like that you know what i mean but that's just crazy to me that they it's 2019 and you know it's they, they still have this thing going on something that was like pretty much started and predicated back in 1614 and this is something they don't get paid for i mean this is all like out of the uh well, i don't know do, do priests get paid well they do they would get paid from the church for for everything but i mean this isn't like you know, it's not, like not a, charging. It's people, not like yeah. an orkin man. Like, hey man, I got bees and it's fifty bucks to spray them. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Hey man, uh, so here you have an exorcist problem, huh? Yeah, you're you're possessed. Yeah, yeah. twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, right. So, um, 
just a little backstory on this, a little history on it. Uh, the word exorcism actually derives from the Greek word for oath, and it is exousia. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so it actually stems from Greek, yeah, which huh. I thought's pretty cool, you know? So oath. Oath, yes, which wonder, is weird to me. Well, how do you tie that in? I'm just like, from what I know of exorcisms and, and the whole possession and demon thing, like, how does that tie into an oath? I have no idea. <clears throat> well, a lot of the stuff from the Bible... And the Catholic religion stems from the Greek. A lot of the words, like the word for Catholic comes from the Greek katholike, which stands for universal. So uh, the Catholic uh. church was the universal church because back then the Jews were very, very um, specific about who could be considered a Jew. Like those see, that in Jerusalem. Sense. So it was a specific religion, whereas Catholicism was for the universe. It was for everyone. Anyone yeah. could be Catholic. So when it comes to the word like meaning oath i feel like it's an oath to god so you're 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 giving you're you're abiding by this oath to ca- to cast out demons because okay in that... the bible jesus actually does an exorcism uh in mark he expels you guys ever heard the like we are legion and like we are many yeah like so a guy actually in the bible was i got the whole passage right here but it pretty much says that um that someone the man lived in a tomb and chains couldn't bind him, and that he would cry late at night and cut himself with stones. So, like he was, he was crazy. Who was this? A man that Jesus came across during his travels, and um, that's weird. When he saw Jesus, he ran and pretty much the demons inside of him begged him not to expel them from the man's body. And Jesus asked him his name and pretty much said, "Get out of the man! Like be gone!" And he cast the spirits into like the ocean. They like were so gone. that's where it, it pretty much kind of stemmed from. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, at least now I know that I was never. You know, it's like, again, walking into this and like, you know, to me, all I ever hear about or know really about when it comes to exorcisms is what you see in movies. Right. You right. know, and that was the thing. And like I, I went back to uh, saying about the research is everything I found was foreign. So it's like you're trying to follow along, but it's all this, you know, crazy language that you, it's so hard to keep up with it. Now, a lot of the videos had subtitles so you could read along. But you don't know if that's 100% accurate. I mean, that could be some guy who's making the YouTube video like, oh, yeah, she said I want another right. Oreo cookie. Blah, blah. You know what I mean? It could be Absolutely. anything. So. so now let's talk about like, okay, obviously, there's fake stuff everywhere. There's, I mean, especially nowadays, okay, there's fake everything out there. You can, yeah. you can literally fake anything. I actually saw somebody put the head of Donald Trump on like, I don't know, a, a, a llama the other day. And it was just it was Kathy Griffin. What, <laughs> what a, and it's like, it's just so funny to me, but it looked real. You know what I mean? Like right. if I didn't know any better, I was right. like, holy mackerel. So there have actually been some, some known deaths from exorcisms, not from the possession itself, but from the actual exorcisms. So in 2003, there was a, um, uh, an eight year old boy from Milwaukee. Um, he was autistic and uh, he was killed during an exorcism by the church and, and they blamed invading demons for his disability. So they thought that these demons are the reason that this kid was autistic. Okay. Now this is in 2003. So do they this, have details of how exactly he died? Uh, no, or just as he died. No. Well, what if from what I've read from all these that have actually like happened, um, it's, it's been usually because they don't know what they're doing. And so they go through really extensive measures because they believe that they're trying to, they're not trying to, they're not worried about the, the, the person they're worried about the demon. So they're doing okay. all these things to kind of like, ah, you know, and like um, we talked earlier and we'll t- touch on it here in a minute. We were talking about, um, what is her name again? Uh, the, Annalise. Yeah. Annalise. Yeah. Um, you know, 
that movie Emily Rose. You're right. You know the the, the Emily Rose. The what's yeah. it called? The Crucifixion of Emily Rose, or what is it? The Exorcism. Exorcism. Of Emily oh. Rose, which is I'm sure a lot of the listeners listening now have seen. That's a pretty popular. Right. That's probably more popular than the Exorcism. Well, maybe. Right. But I mean, but for our actually, generation, that's a popular. She one. literally did die, though. Like, and right. it wasn't from the demon. It was from because they were just they. She was malnutritioned. Yeah. They just did not take care of these people, you know. Um, and in 2005, there was a nun in Romania that the priest came in and for we're doing an exorcism on her or whatever. They had bound her to a cross. They had gagged her and left her for days without food or water to expel the demon. So guess what happened? Uh, I guess she died, she right? She died. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? So it sounds to me, <laughs> sounds to me like uh, the, 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 the cure yeah, work is on worse that. than the cause. You know what I mean? Like this is crazy. And then uh, in, on uh, Christmas day in 2010, so this is 2010, it's nine years ago. Okay. Less than uh, London, England, 14 year old kid, uh, kid, a boy uh, named Christy, Christy Bamu, I believe is his name. Um, he was beaten and drowned to death by his relatives that were trying to exercise a spirit from his body. So were the relatives possessed? It sounds like it's right. You know what I mean? Like that's like think about that wow. though. Like so okay, let's talk about the first uh, little boy in Milwaukee. He was 8 years old and autistic. Okay, in 2003, that's not that long ago. So what you're just going to sit there now we were talking earlier that oh these things happen in other countries. This is in Milwaukee. Okay? And they they took him to the church <laughs> <laughs> the end, the boy ended, and it's not funny. And I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the stupidity behind people that right. can actually hurt this poor kid, and and the poor kid died. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is absolutely baffling to me that they would actually go through these steps in order to do this. But I guess that's, I guess when your belief in something is so strong, that that's what transpires. That's the the links that these people will go through. You know what I mean? So what's kind of baffling about that is, were the priests held accountable? I'm assuming they were, but. Who's going to question that, you know, in, in a crazy situation like that, you have this autistic boy and obviously I don't know the details of this, but, you know, let's just say he's possessed and he's growling and doing all this crazy shit. Right. Right. And the pre in the priest's eyes, most people are going to. Well, everybody's going to look up to the priest, first of all, if they're religious. Right. Right. He's not going to do like they're going to follow him. He can't do any harm. So he does all this stuff and, and ends up killing the boy. Who's going to hold him accountable? I mean, did the law step in or did the parents, you know, do something or did they go along with it? Right. Did he convince everybody that, hey, this is the only way we're going to get this out. It's either going to work or it's not. And he did his thing. Yeah, I didn't dive that far into it. I was actually looking to see if there were any actual like real life fatalities with it. Well, I've got the article right here. Okay, perfect. So this is from uh, Tuesday, August 26, 2003. Uh, It says a... Terrence Cottrell went to a prayer service Friday with his mother who prayed over him and a pastor and other church members. By the time the two-hour service was over, Terrence was dead. Uh, the official cause of death is mechanical asphyxia due to external chest compression, meaning Terrence was suffocated. The death had been ruled a homicide. So pretty much, um, he went to a prayer service and they tried to heal him of these spirits that were inhabiting him, and they suffocated him to death. So they strangled him, basically. Well, so it's compression, right? Chest compression. They, they were like, they must have been doing something to his chest, pushing on him too hard. They were probably trying to expel breathe. the demons by like, you know, pushing on this poor eight-year-old kid's chest. Wow. And he ended up dying from this. That's in, absolutely crazy to me. I mean, and again, 
Yeah, so a pastor at the Storefront Church and the brother of or of the head pastor, David Hemphill, was arrested early Sunday on suspicion of child abuse and is awaiting formal charges. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, we should do some more research on that and see if anything ever happened, if they ever got, you know, in trouble for it or kicked out of the diocese do or anything like they, that. you think they got their exorcism license revoked? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Like, give me your badge and yeah. your card. Or, or, or let me ask you this. Is it a possibility? And again, I don't know the full details of this. Is it a possibility that that's just, that's just side damage? Like, well, we tried and unfortunately the boy died. You know what I mean? It's like when you go in and you go to a doctor and because you have whatever ailment it is and they're doing what they're supposed to do and then you die. I mean, is that malpractice or is that because of your ailment? So here's the fine line of the law, though. I mean, what is it? Is it science or is it faith? If I'm the judge, right, and I get this case. Separation of house and st- or uh, yeah. um, what is it? Separation because of church and state, buddy. The priest in the church is going to say faith, faith, faith all day long right. in the act of God or whatever. But then you, you probably think the parents and the family are like, well, they literally jumped on my kid and well, I don't know. suffocated him. It sounds to me like the family was involved in it, right? Didn't you just say that, that like yeah. one of the family members? Was, so the family took him there. For them to do this. Well, what's really interesting here is, is because that someone, they were under the brainwashing of the priest. Maybe. Well, someone had actually <laughs> asked the, the priest. He said, uh, "He goes asked whether church members could have been confused. Terrence's or could could have confused Terrence's autism with evil spirits." David Hemphill, the priest, said, "No." He goes, "It wasn't confused. I know what I'm talking about." There you go. That's what I'm saying. And then Hemphill said Terrence had spirits in him, quote unquote, and church members simply asked God to quote deliver him. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to go off a ledge here and just say. How do we know? Okay, the boy had autism. And I don't know a lot about autism, I'll be honest. But there, there's different spectrums. Like on the spectrum, there's different magnitudes of autism. You can be like severely or you could be like basically barely have it. And severe is it's rough. It's hard to deal with. They they can act out. They don't like certain things. It can be very OCD. Um, autism, it, it can be hard. It's very learning disability wise as far as like how they learn. Not that they're not that they're, you know, dumb or, you know, right. ignorant. So how do we know that, like, you know, uh, he's not firing on all cylinders? You know, how, how do we know that this is really an ex, uh, a demon, a possession? Or is it him and his mental disease, you know, flaring up or going into control and well, controlling no. his body, controlling his voice? And that's, like, you know, that's where they, I believe they thought that's what was going on, as opposed to the actual, you know, the, the this poor um, um, affliction that this kid had. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of, okay... They didn't understand what was going on with them. 2003, I don't know how prevalent that was in the medical field or medical or whatever, because it's huge now. Everyone knows what autism is. Yeah. But back in 2003, did they? I'm not sure. And then all of a sudden, they don't know what this is. They take him to the doctor. Doctor says, ah, I don't know what's going on with them. <gasps> he must be possessed. And then, of course, being religious, they probably went, talked to the priest. Priest said, you know what we need to do? And then, boom, unfortunately, kid is no longer with us well here's a little context real quick, real quick um the church is a rundown strip or is in a rundown strip mall in northern milwaukee with the sign for the former tenant a bar still posted above its door <laughs> there you go so it's a really reputable church yeah. huh? okay so now listen you you brought up the mental illness thing and this is going to be kind of a a long part of this whole thing all right but in 1975 okay 31 year old guy named michael taylor uh he goes into his church he says he's claiming that he's, you know, hearing these things and he's possessed with the devil and blah, blah, blah. blah. So they exercise him at uh, St. Thomas Church in uh, Barnsley, England. Well, he went home, still possessed, and literally brutally murdered his wife. Yeah, but that's like a Charles Manson thing. I mean, 
Well, no, I mean, he, he claimed that it was the demons. It was the demons that were doing this. So he goes into the church to get exercised. They're like, apparently we're like, whoops, we can't help you. And then he goes home and he kills his wife. And he was, he was found that he was insane. So now in saying that you just talked about the mental illness thing. Yeah. Separation of church and science to me sometimes, you know, that's, that's kind of how my mind works here. You know, you got this guy who obviously has some mental disorder, Mm -hmm. thinks he's, you know, uh, possessed by the devil and goes into, to, to seek help because in 1975, he's like, probably like, Oh, you know, the voices in my head, I don't know what's going on. Uh, And then when he goes to the church, the church, again, not laughing. I'm laughing at the, (laughs) no, I'm laughing at the, the, (laughs) the result, not the results, but what they did. Right. They, they come in and they try to exercise him and then send him home. Hey, we couldn't help you. You you still have these things in your head. You should probably just go home. Not, you know what, Bob, or excuse me, Michael, you should probably call a a doctor and go see some help. You know what I mean? This sounds really bad. We can't help you. You know, no. Instead, what happens? He goes home and he kills his wife. Yeah. And then is found to be mentally insane. So, Riley, if you can, while I talk about this, um, schizophrenia, right? Have you seen the movie Split? Oh, yeah. That's like a perfect example. Okay. So, somebody with schizophrenia on multiple levels and multiple personalities, right? Could think they're possessed, could think that they have a demon inside them. And then one second, there's somebody else. Right. Well, no, I you get know that. What I mean? Yeah, for so, sure. I think that's the whole, the whole point, but with the mental illness side of this thing, because, you know, of course, mental illness is just now I feel starting to get as much notoriety as it needs to have, because it's a horrible thing. Sure. I've struggled with it my entire life. You know what I mean? My entire family struggled with it. It's not fun. Obviously I have OCD really bad. Do you really? It sucks, man. (laughs) I've like gone to work and I, I'm, I'm a 20 minute drive from work. So I've gotten like halfway there and I'll be like, oh my God, I never let my dog back in. Like I left her outside and I'll literally turn around on the highway, come all the way back, open up the door and there's my dog inside wagging her tail. I'm like, shit. That's not OCD. Yeah. It's and then I'll, f- I'll think I like, I don't lock the door. That's forget. That sounds like anxiety. <laughs> or maybe it's anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> anxiety. Dude, anxiety. It's something. So That's me. It, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have something. real bad, especially social anxiety. It's horrible. But I guess, um, you know, as it's starting to become more prevalent, it's becoming more of a, you know, today, yeah. if you all of a sudden sat there and said, man, I've got these demons in my head and these demons and, and, I, and I'm just feeling whatever. And you're like, I'm going to go to my local church here in, let's just say North Ridgeville, right down the street or whatever. Yeah. And you go there. I'm probably going to assume that they're probably going to be like, dude, you need help. Let's call 911 <laughs> and let's get you in there. But now in saying that though, in some small little town out in the middle of nowhere there's nowhere to go in a third world country where they don't really have the the advancements in technology and medicine and everything else that we do they may still to this day i mean look they still have a hotline there's a reason for it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they may still look at it and go we've got to help these people and so in their minds in the church's mind they're trying to help the patrons of the church right they may not be actually helping them on a medicinal level okay but or a medical level should i say but they're helping them the the way they know with faith with faith right Right. my personal opinion on this is that i think that maybe not in all the cases but in a certain amount of them somebody believes that they have like, like if you live your life believing that you are 
possessed wholeheartedly by a demon. You are not hoaxing. You're not faking it. Like you are genuinely in a belief that you're possessed by a demon. You're going to act and feel like you're possessed by a demon, right? Yeah, but there has to be some kind of, and not to interrupt you, but there has to be some kind of like knowledge. And I've noticed that was particularly with the Annalise um, footage, but like, and some of the other ones you watch, like, so Annalise was how old? I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but I think she was what? Does anybody know? I think 14. 14. Is that okay. right? How the hell does a 14 year old know these Old Testament Catholic uh, facts that she's saying in German to the priest that's trying to exercise her? That right there is really fishy. Yeah, you but, know what I mean? But when was this? Uh, the, so that was back in like what? 19. No, was it? It was 1914. Uh, what was that? The Annalise one? No, I think it was. was it wasn't the seventies, was it? I've got the. I've got the hill here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find it. Me before Riley. I'm gonna get it before Riley. July first, nineteen seventy-six. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it wasn't that that extremely long ago. So yeah, all right. All right. But you do you know you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there are definitely things there where you're kind of like, how did she know this? But for all, I mean, was her family? ultra religious did she sit around and was was she like forced to read the bible did she learn these things even then that's very impressive well i mean yeah i i mean i get that it i is. mean to keep up a show and act well unless it was like a schizophrenic thing like where you know it took over but to have those facts stored in your brain and be spitfire in that while that's going on right. that is pretty interesting well dude you're just talking about right now a second ago about the split personalities or you know you're hearing things and uh. whatever else um you obviously you know who David Berkowitz is. Yeah, I okay. do. Know. I'm a huge, huge, huge as everybody will ever. If you ever when as you're listening to these podcasts or our podcasts and these episodes and everything that we're doing, I am huge into true crime podcasts. Like huge. Oh, okay. I'm actually is that the Sword and Scale? Well, thing? there's Sword and Scale. There's Generation Y. There yeah. and, and and for all for everyone I'm mentioning out there, uh, true crime junkies. If, if you happen to hear us, I love your podcast. Okay? I would turn it off and put on the midnight train. Personally, well, yeah, well, yeah that's but, me. But after that, I go back and listen. So anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm Sam, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So thank you, Riley. For <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> David Berkowitz was the son of Sam killer. OK. OK. He claimed that he was getting um, a dog, a neighbor's dog was basically telling him to kill people. Mm -hmm. OK. So when you say this, now he didn't go, he had this thing in his head this whole time. And this is back in, what was it? The, the early 70s? Or, 60s uh, for that one. 60s, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 69, 68 or something uh, like that. 76, actually. Okay, I like yeah. it. So <laughs> he goes out and he, he's just going on this killing spree. He never once went, man, I must be possessed. Right. I'm going to go to the church. You know what I mean? He decided to take things an entirely different level and then go out and he started shooting people. Well, John, you're going to know more than me because you're into this stuff, but isn't that like all of them? Like, didn't Manson have voices? Didn't uh, Koresh have voices? Like, all the cult leaders, didn't they all have voices in their heads? But that were... Doesn't that stem back into the whole mental illness thing of things? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're just, we are not, uh, we are starting to again, and, and I'm a huge advocate for the awareness of mental illness and the disorders that are out there. Like, I believe that a lot of the stuff that happens in this world is due to mental illness, whether it's extreme or slight. I do believe that you know, unfortunately, we're human beings. We have mm -hmm. weird synapses and things going on in our brains all the time. And sometimes they can not be right. Right. You know what I mean? They can be a little bit off. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like if you ever sit down and you want to listen to some really creepy stuff, listen to the three podcasts that I mentioned and it'll mess you up, man. It'll mess you up just talking about how the mental disorders and stuff. But anyway, 
I digress. Riley, what was you going to say? Well, on the point about if you believe that you have something wrong with you, there's a possibility that you can make like make your body also believe it as well. So there's a thing here called it was recently was called Munch, Munchausen syndrome. Yeah. But now it was it's now known as you know the sterile factitious disorder opposed on self is what it's called now. And literally what this is, it says it is a mental illness in which a person repeatedly acts if he or she has a physical, emotional, or cognitive disorder when in truth he or she has caused these symptoms themselves. So if you believe you're you're possessed, you can almost make your body do strange so things. It's like we were talking about with phobias. Like if you're afraid of spiders, you start itching and like, oh, there's a spider on me. Oh, I know it. I know it. You're like you can't lay in bed at night because you think spiders are calling on you. And, and then, then you there's always to, a spider someplace yeah. and everything you happens to you is caused by spiders. Or and, people getting on planes that are afraid to fly. Yeah. This plane's going to crash. This plane's going to crash. Well, you know it, what I mean? It goes a little bit further with that, with what he's talking about. So typically like um, there's Munchausen and then there's another uh, Munchausen by proxy. And now Munchausen is self-inflicted. That's when you believe that you've got some sort of issue, whether it's, oh, I've got cancer. And you go around telling people you've got cancer. Now, you fully believe that you have cancer, whether it's self-diagnosed or whatever. And then, so that's it. Now, Munchausen by proxy is where you basically, like if you have a child or something, you're mm-hmm. constantly making that child sick in order to receive some sort of, receive some sort of uh, attention from people. So like it happens all the time. Like there's mothers that have and fathers, I would assume out there that have just yeah. that that's what they did. They used to sit there. There's a story about a little girl that was in a wheelchair and on the news for years and years and years and years and was just constantly sick. People were donating money and everything else. Turns out the mom was keeping her sick. Yeah. Eddie from uh, it. Eddie and his mom. Yeah. 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 It's Munchausen it's by proxy. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Munchausen thing. I, I, again, it goes to this whole um, um, the mental disorder of it. If you. You know, the brain is a very strange thing. We don't even really know too much about it, you know, and how it all works. You know, I mean, these psychologists and psychiatrists are pretty much like weathermen at this point in time. They think they know the answer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's bring Munchausen back around them. So let's say you have in, you're in a extremely religious family. Like the woman, the the mother of the eight-year-old in Milwaukee was described as zealously religious, like incredibly overbearing with her religion to the point where she had told her neighbor that her son was possessed and said that the little boy had told his mom that he was going to kill her and like the devil wanted me to kill you. And the neighbor didn't even believe the mom. The neighbor's like, what are you talking? Like like the literal quote was like, she was on some other shit. That was the literal (laughs) quote. The guy actually said that. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) So (laughs) then what I'm thinking is, so we bring the Munchausen by proxy. If, If you have an eight year old autistic boy and you're extremely religiously zealous you're not going to use science like oh my boy has autism you're you're going to say my boy is a right because it's it's religion over science that's a and that is a very 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 moldable mind an autistic eight-year-old boy an eight-year-old boy already is going to listen to his mom is going to believe everything he says so if if you have a mental illness already immediately he's vulnerable to these beliefs okay now hold on a second with it with saying that though at eight years old though your brain especially an autistic child is not functioning the way that an adult brain would therefore i don't think it's her manipulating him into him thinking it's that way i think it's actually she doesn't know what it is and doesn't know where else to look so what does she do religion is she this little boy my son has to be possessed by the devil he has to so listen you you're my son you're almost 21 years old when you were a little kid you used to tell me you hate me i hate you you know what i mean oh my god is he possessed no you're just a little shit 
You know what I mean? And when you're autistic, all toddlers are possessed. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, everyone out there listening right now, I guarantee that if you have a child at one point in time, they've told you they hated you or they wish you weren't around or I like mommy better. Or they puked on you you or they puked. And their head spun around. They were possessed. (laughs) Now, remember, though, remember, (laughs) which is a really ironic story is that and we'll get into this uh, here after we come back from break. But, uh, you know, in the movie Exorcist, the little girl's name was Reagan. Well, that's. What I named your sister. Awesome. That means, makes so much sense. <laughs> awesome. But my, to come back around real quick, the yeah, point yeah. Is, is I believe that the mother fed this belief that he was possessed into the child who was a vulnerable mind and that the child, knowing no better, probably ran with it. Okay, but at eight years old, killed. do you think he was just kind of like, you know, acting out on what she said is what you're saying? Well, Because it's not yeah. like the little eight-year-old kids going around going, hey, I'm possessed. You know what I mean? His whole world was defined by his illness or his, his medical condition. Right. And his mother's belief that he was possessed. So it was just a toxic relationship. It was a, to- all it was a circle where yeah. the boy would act out and behave in his in accordance with his mother's beliefs, which would then reinforce his mother's beliefs, which would then reinforce the behavior. Right, right, right. Which this, makes a lot it's of sense. This terribly toxic circle. Yeah. I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm saying it, it it could possibly be. Absolutely. No, I mean that does make so a lot of it's, sense. It's like basically mental illness on on all parts: the mother's part, the child's part. Well, with the mother, see, you can't really. I guess to me, I mean, you can kind of almost say mental illness or the Munchausen by proxy because here she is basically telling her child that the child's possessed. Right. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? And and there's no scientific explanation to her because there is no science to her. Like science or uh, apparently I'm just, uh, you know, science. (laughs) I'm just speculating right now. But if there's no science there, it's all religion. So therefore it's the by proxy thing where she's sitting there and going, oh my God. He's acting crazy. He has to be possessed. You're possessed. You are possessed by the devil. You need to you sit down here. And let me read this Bible to you. Let's call the priest. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, this kid is eight years old, susceptible to this, like you were saying, who also is autistic. Well, you're going to start listening to what mom says. And if you're deep in like deep, deep, deep in, in the faith and religion, you know, like you're in one of those you know, back hill country towns and there's not a lot going on. And like church is like your bread and butter. And no offense to anybody that's like super deep in religion. But if you're really, really, really deep into that, anything that happens is from God. It's a sign of God. It's, you know, a shooting star went across the sky. That was an angel. You know what I mean? Like they take fundamentalist ideologies and stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. And, 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 And listen, my grandmother, your great grandmother, extremely devout, very fundamentalist, read the Bible, Talk to Jesus in the bathroom and, yeah. or the, and, and used to freak me and freak me out. And then look over at my grandfather. And he'd just be like, yeah, she's in there talking to Jesus again. You know, like it was no big deal because it's what she did. And, and again, loved her to death. She went to a place that she thought she was going to. You know what I mean? She was she was happy and content where she was. Yeah. Anyway, I think that with the religion side of it, though, there's a very, very fine line. Now, there's a lot of um, um, and I forget what they're called. Uh, theist scientist, I believe is what it's called. So these are these are people that are totally believe in religion, but they also believe in the science of it. And they they actually so they try and bridge the gap and they bridge the gap. And it's actually I read a book and I can't remember what the heck the name of the book was. My wife made me read it right before we got married. And it was actually a really good book. It was like notes, notes to my dad or letters to my dad or something like that. So the dad was a um, an, an atheist and the son was a um a science, a, a theist scientist. He was a religious scientist and they were just corresponding back and forth with each other, sending notes back and forth. And he's like, well, I don't believe in this. And he's like, well, why? And he would, he wasn't like, I can't believe this. He was like, well, why don't you believe? And then he'd give some sort of 
what he considered to be uh, substantial evidence. And it, it, was, it was just a really cool book to read. You know what I mean? What was it called again? Uh, I want to say it was like Letters to Dad or, or Riley. Can you look that up real quick? It's something like that. It's like Letters to whatever. It it's it's between, like I said, the yeah. son and the, the father. And I, I'm pretty sure it's a true story. I'm pretty sure like the guy that wrote it, it's like an actual, like a, it's letters from dad, letters from dad. There okay. you go. It's and by Greg Vaughn, Greg Vaughn. And it's a um, nonfiction, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a nonfiction book. So it's literal letters between him and his father going back and forth. Father an atheist. He's a scientist, but he's a, a religious scientist. So he's bridging the gap or whatever. That is rare though. Mm-hmm. When it comes to devout fundamentalist, um, religious people you know yeah and unfortunately and especially back then i feel like you know again no technology and just the way the world's moving and everything's kind of moving forward you know there i think that's kind of not as it's not as bad as it used to be but i guarantee out there someplace there is still somebody who won't let their children watch tv oh yeah probably homeschooling them yep. and not in a bad way i don't i have no problem with homeschooling um but they probably sit down and just read the bible at church multiple times a day you know they're on their hands and knees praying at night they're yeah. they're just it's it's the word of god is what matters you so know what I mean? now that we've got all that on the table let's get to the creepy stuff absolutely so we're gonna start talking about the really really fun stuff here right after this break hello folks my name is duncan johansson have you ever had a ghost urinate on your carpeting or upholstery Unwanted moldy smells you can't explain on your floor or furniture? Why does smell like ghost piss? Well, I have the solution for you. Paranormal PP Vanish. With just two simple steps, you can have that haunted odor cleansed and heading to the light. Step 1. Simply spray the treatment area and watch those yellow haunted stains disappear like my paycheck at the casino. Stuff like syrup. We can't spray it. It's like slimy syrup. Step two: apply applicator to treated areas and rejoice in the fragrance of a new tomorrow. Just like after I finally shower, after drinking and vomiting all over myself, leaving the bar at 2:30 a.m. Oh, still smell like shit. Everyone is raving about paranormal PP vanish. Available at your local retail store or online at www.whoknewghostscouldpee.com. Use coupon code DIPSHIT at checkout for 20% off. Tonight on Scary Stories. I don't believe in werewolves and I don't believe in vampires. But what I do believe in, I believe in Sam Socks. A floating cat in West Virginia woods. Red eyes. Yes. A floating cat, I say. Okay, so now, what I do want to get into here is the movies that seem to get people so hyped up and that are so prominently involved when it comes to exorcisms and people being possessed. Now, listen. Commercializing of demons. Yes, yes, yes. And sensationalizing. So, everyone, if you're listening to this podcast... I'm probably going to assume that you've seen at least the majority of the movies that we're going to discuss here. Um, first of all, The Exorcist. Loved the movie. Um, it uh, came out in 1974, and it was written by uh, William Peter Blatty. And uh, it was actually, well, the script was, and it was adapted from his uh, book that came out in 1971 um, of the same name. And um, 
so he basically described the inspiration for his film for uh, the, uh, the the Exorcist um, from a Washington Post article that he read uh, in 1949 about a boy from Maryland who was actually exercised. Okay, and uh, they say it was kind of an inaccurate thing. They you know it was adapted for movies and they made it into the movie because you know they knew it had to be. You know, a movie. It had oh, to be, they got to Hollywood it up, right? So, but there really was a boy who underwent an exorcism. So that's what the old Exorcist movie, the with original Reagan Exorcist, is based yes. off of. Yes. Okay. And all of the gore and sensationalism and all the crazy stuff that uh, you know, everything was exaggerated. Like we said, it was totally movied up. You know what I mean? Um, but what's funny is that with uh, the weeks leading up. Or like, or yeah, after the film, not leading up, but after the film, like, um, Boston, there's a church in Boston, a Catholic church that started receiving just requests and requests for exorcisms because of when that movie came out, it messed people up so much that everyone's like, Oh my God, your sister's possessed. Let's take her to that. You know what I mean? Like everybody was doing this at this point in time. They just said there was an immediate boom in all that. So now I'm pretty sure we actually have a clip from that movie um, available for us right now. And again, the movie, the, the scene right here to set it up a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, this is when the the priest is coming in and he's talking to Reagan, who's all possessed or whatever. And this is right before she just regurgitates all over yeah, him. Right? She's all gnarly looking. Yeah, like a she's looking pretty. And- now, Linda Blair is the actress, correct? Yes. OK, so Linda Blair in her most iconic of roles, um, <laughs> which I mean, how Riley? How old was Linda Blair when this uh, movie was actually uh, written or not written, but uh, uh, filmed? You know, it's funny why he's looking that up. Uh-huh. When I got this clip, there is another alternate clip, and it's her without the vocal effects. So it's hers, like her little girl voice saying all the things. Oh, really? And then they went back and like dubbed in the yeah, had the to demon edit effect. It. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was pretty funny to watch. Yeah. So she she still she was young, right? So I'm, right. I'm gonna say she was. 13 or 14 on that, right? 14 years old. 14 years old. Man, I'm good. I'm such a nerd. I swear. All right, so she was 14 years old when that came out, and uh, this is that scene right now. And if you haven't seen The Exorcist, it, it, listen, it's a fantastic movie. Um, obviously, it was in 74 when it came out, so, you know, the uh, the uh, the special effects were a little bit antiquated and stuff. Yeah, it's but more the, artsy. Yeah, but the story's there. The story's there. It's amazing. So, you know, run down to your local blockbuster, you know, pick up some some barbecue chips and sit back and watch this. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, you've got a uh, you've got a, a clip for us, right, Jeff? I do. All right, here we go. I'm a friend of your mother's. I'd like to help you. You want to loosen the straps, huh? I'm afraid you might hurt yourself, Reagan. I'm not Reagan. I see. Well, then, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Damien Carras. And I'm the devil. Now kindly undo these straps. If you're the devil, why not make the straps disappear? That's much too vulgar display of power, Karis. Where's Reagan? In here with us. Show me Reagan and I'll loosen one of the straps. And you're helping old altar boy, father. Your mother's in here with us, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. If that's true, then you must know my mother's maiden name. What is it?
hard, is it? And now what's amazing about that is that if you haven't seen the movie, what you hear at the very end, and not to ruin it or spoiler alert, but if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know by now that uh, we spoil pretty much every movie we talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> so at the very end, she just vomits this green... Well, everyone always says pea soup, and that's the only thing it looks like it is pea soup all over this priest. And it's a pretty, pretty raunchy part of them, especially back in the early 70s, yeah. man. That was pretty. Everyone was like, oh, and it's know? like a bucket. <laughs> it's like a bucket full. Yeah. You go on YouTube and check it out. There's the clips on there. You, you'll see it and you'll be like, wow, for back in the day, that's uh, it's not as much from when they actually gnarly. in Scary Movie. Remember Scary Movie? Okay. <laughs> it's a fire hose. <laughs> yeah. James, James Wood just Woods gets completely piled with it. It's so funny. Yeah. So what's awesome, too, is that uh, Riley actually just brought up a, a second ago is that there's actually a reaction video for this, too. And a minute ago, I was talking about how people just kind of, you know, were freaked out by the movie or whatnot. And so what we'd like to do now is actually play some real reactions right as this movie was in theaters and was being released back in 1973 or yeah, December 26, 1973. Yeah, so it was late 73. I keep premiere. saying 74, so whatever. I mean, 73, 74, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, who cares about facts? Anyway, so this is uh, this is the reactions from everybody. Go ahead. I'm not going back in there. I have a friend in there alone, and I, I, I don't want to leave her in there alone. I'm standing here shaking for nothing. <laughs> How about you? Oh, it's very, very real. I don't like it. I want to go home. I want to see if it's going to make me throw up. It's real. It's one of the most grossest movies uh-huh. in the world. <laughs> I ain't never took my coat and hit it over my face like that. Uh, I thought it was uh, very powerful. Just turned my mind. Terrible. But I just found it really horrible. We just had to come out. I couldn't take him. That's absolutely crazy that they had such a reaction to that movie. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it actually quite a few times, and uh, I've actually seen the the follow ups to it. And then, then they recently came out with one that was like a precursor to it. That uh, whatever. But the movie's great. But you know, back then in the late seventies, to have something like that come out, you're like. It's mind bodily And like the general population didn't really know or understand about exorcisms until this movie came out. So right. this was like a whole new chapter of something where people are like, what the is this? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, absolutely. Well, this this the 19 early, early 70s. These people were not used to this, this type of this, like the, the gore in the in the in the terrible vulgar language and and the whole premise of the movie. It was groundbreaking in the in the genre of its time. You yeah, know? well, yeah, it, it definitely it it's uh it when it when it came out it definitely uh it, it lit a fire under a lot of people's asses for sure. I mean, because when she's cussing at the priest and she's all like, you know, cocksucker motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like it was just you're sitting there watching like, whoa. How about the masturbation with the crucifix? Right, that's, that's a little yeah, for back let's, then. Yeah, that was like that's pretty rough, whoa. man. Yeah, even now I wouldn't let my daughter watch that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 I don't yeah, care. No, uh, you're not watching you don't that. Get reactions like that from these movies, like you know these movies that come out like paranormal activity yeah people get scared but you don't get people leaving the theaters going my friend's in there alone and i, I can't leave her in there alone well everyone's, everyone's so desensitized so desensi- yeah Twitter everyone's desensitized all the scary yeah. stuff you can well, find on a let's be real i think we can all agree at least you and i can john 
this the more realistic and less Hollywood and less dialed up with CGI and effects, the scarier it actually is. Yeah. And our parents, the older generation, will agree that like Alfred Hitchcock and Vincent Price, those were scary as suspense fuck movies. movies, man. Those were those were suspense to make your mind work and put your mind and your your whole body Twilight Zone at unease because it was. It wasn't there. Your mind had to. Again, I, I, I talked about this in one of the uh, other episodes we did. That uh, the scene in uh, Psycho um, from Hitchcock, mm-hmm. when you know she's in the shower and she's just taking a shower, then all of a sudden you just see a wait, shadow wait, wait, and you hear that yeah the classic, <laughs> you know, and you just see the shadow of the knife and you see everything coming down. You didn't see any gore. There was no blood, but then all of a sudden you saw something kind of draining, and guess what? You knew that this guy had killed her. And you, you know, especially knowing that these weren't these weren't things you saw in movies and it wasn't so blatant and gory, your brain was like, whoa. And I'm going to make the perfect point here. So in saying that you look at older, I'm not going to say newer, but older Stephen King movies didn't have a lot of visuals. It was more of a mental ride. You look at Cujo, you look at Carrie, you look at uh, Christine. These were all kind of ordinary things that weren't like elaborate monsters and elaborate effects you know what i mean and that's those were the movies that were really popular and and so-called the scariest because it wasn't overdone hollywood it wasn't like you know once jurassic park came and ruined every movie because (laughs) you can put a dinosaur in anything you know it wasn't overdone effects it was like it could be real you could watch that movie and be like you know what this could really happen right there is no special effects to it. Now, listen, on a little side note here, um, I, I, I would like to put out there right now that if anyone out there wants to help me crowdsource or crowdfund a remake of Christine, I will definitely throw down on that. And, as long as it's and, not a Tesla. Yeah, if it's a Tesla, yeah, it better not be, so be a Tesla. <laughs> no, it'd have to be an old car. But anyway, if you haven't seen the movie Christine, it's by far my favorite Stephen King movie. I mean, above and beyond uh, uh, Pet Cemetery and everything else, yeah. that is my absolute favorite Stephen King movie. So if you guys want to throw down on that, listen, so let me know and I'll throw down and we'll make this movie. Maybe we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, know, depending should. on, depending on how much you send us, it might be really low budget, <laughs> like a cardboard <laughs> cutout. Like, <laughs> we'll get a remote control car. <laughs> right. So now talking about movies here, as far as these, uh, you know, cause here's the thing about the movies that everyone needs to kind of understand here. You can put based on a true story, on any movie, even if it's completely fake, and it's immediately going to make people think that it's it, it's got more it, it's more credible that way. Um, recently, there was a uh, a uh, a story about uh, in some small town where some guy like killed his wives or whatever, and there was supposed to be a documentary made about it. And so they were crowdfunding, trying to get the money made to make this movie. Turns out they made the entire thing up. They literally made the entire thing up in order to. Uh, sensationalize the idea behind the movie to make this movie. Now, I'm not faulting these guys at all. I think it's actually a great idea. You know what I mean? Blair Witch? Yeah, I mean, right. Same thing. Exactly. The campaign on Blair Witch before it came out was fantastic. And I'll tell you what, I saw it opening night. I, I, I was there like a day fake. or two later. Like nobody knew it was fake opening night. Right. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw it, man, oh, wow. I was really blown away. But then the next day you find out it's fake. And I'm like, oh, really? Because that ruined was so it. good. Yeah, yeah. But now if you, you would have known ahead of time that it was fake. I would. It would be totally different. You would not have enjoyed that movie half right. as much as you did because you're watching us going, holy crap. Yeah, you know, exactly. So anyway, let's move on to um, uh, another one. That's a really popular movie. And we talked about her uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, what is her name? Condoleezza Rice. Is that her name? Right. That's. <laughs> Annalisa Mitchell. Oh, damn it. Mitchell. Or 
Mikhail. 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 Depends on how you pronounce it. M-I-C-H-E-L. Right. This is, right. In America, we pronounce it Mitchell. That was a joke the about the exorcism of Emily Rose. Right. Which and, the ori- it originated from Annalise Mikhail, I think it is. Mikhail, yeah. I think that's what everyone yeah. pronounces it. So, German girl. German. And by, by the in, way. Uh, again, we, we you said it happened in 1976. Is that right? Is, is that the one you had? Yeah. Yeah. All right. She was like 14 years old. Correct. Yeah. And by the way, this is like the most, uh, at least on the internet, this is the most popular uh, exorcism tale. Okay. If you look at, if you do any research and you type in exorcism on YouTube, Google, anywhere, this is like the number one. Over the over exorcist? And o- over the exorcist. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's because it's a newer movie and you know, kids can. I think because they, it was real. They do the Google. So it's like they have audio from the whole exorcism. They have a lot of footage of video. They have a lot of footage of uh, photographs. Okay. And they have like all the proof is there to back it up. The only thing is, okay, was she possessed by a demon or was it like a mental disease or whatever? Right, right. That's the only Which I think that's kind of what every bit of this comes down to, you know. So this movie, basically the premise of it is the girl is, she's possessed the family thinks he's possessed she's just uh um, um demonstrating all these different things and uh i can't remember her name but this is the girl from uh, dexter right in this her movie um and this the one that she was in i i actually didn't even see the movie you haven't seen the movie no because <laughs> why the hell are we talking about it jeff no i did the research on it but i didn't see the, the actual movie because when it first came out to be honest with you i was like this looks I've it's like, actually I've not seen bad. It. It's not a bad movie. So um, you have seen it. I have seen it. Okay. Yeah. And and if, again, I can't remember her damn name. Where's my researcher at? He's over here working on it right now. It's Dexter's sister from Deck in the show Dexter. Okay. It's his sister in it, and it's pretty crazy the way like even Jennifer Carpenter. Jeff, Jennifer Carpenter. Thank you. Um, she is the way she contorts her body in this movie, dude. It makes you think that the person who's actually doing this is possessed. I, I honestly give it a go. Give it a go and yeah, see what you I'll think of it. it. And I would love for for you to uh for our listeners out there, uh hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, you know, let us know what you think, or you can always send us an email at the midnight train podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this movie, as well as just the whole idea of exorcisms and whatnot. Heck, heck have you known anyone who's actually been exercised? Right. I have exercised the demons. <laughs> So, you know, you know I, I said earlier that uh, so this this is the number one searched and it's the number one, I guess, uh, publicized because there actually is original audio from the exorcism, which I have a clip that I'll play. Now, granted, before we get into this, it is German and right. it's very, very poor quality. This was done back in the day on like a reel to reel. If you don't know what that is, it's basically uh, like a tape recorder. But I don't know. How would you explain a reel to reel? A reel a reel to reel was tape. So but it it's wasn't like a big hunky leg. It was it was basically two large. If you don't know what a reel to reel is, it's a huge machine. What they used to do back in the day when they recorded anything, um, it was two big things. If you could imagine a cassette tape, if you even know what that is, or like an old pro- movie projector. Kinda. Yeah, like the film in there, and so uh, basically it just records this film going onto another reel. So it's two reels. Yeah. So you got one reel, and it's transferring over to the other one. So one has the information on it, the audio, and the other one is blank. And it's extremely difficult to maintain. Over the years, it's going to deteriorate. It's going to suck. The quality was probably poor back then. They probably used a crappy mic from back then. Right. Um, you know. Now, the guy that released this has a little bit of info before it starts. So you'll get like a kind of a little background. But um, again, you, you will not probably be able to understand what is being said. You'll just hear kind of uh, 
the 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 demoness uh, growls and whatnot, and you'll hear the the priest kind of saying his thing. But, but uh, now, what you're about to play is legitimately this what is they recorded. 110 percent actual right. audio from the Exorcist. Cool. Let's hear this. The following audio is comprised of the real, unedited tapes recorded during the exorcism of Annalise McKell. The recordings were made during a 10-month span between 1975 and 1976, and though they're completely in the German language, the tapes remain incredibly disturbing. During the lengthy exorcism, the Catholic Church came to believe that Annalise was possessed by the spirits of Cain, Judas Iscariot, Hitler, Nero, and even Lucifer himself. Annalise Mikkel died on July 1, 1976, from severe malnutrition and dehydration. Ernst Alt and Arnold Renz, the two priests who performed the exorcism during those 10 months, were found guilty of manslaughter, but neither served any prison time. So yeah, that's um, pretty disturbing stuff, dude. Like she sounds like really, 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 really unhappy for back then. And even let's just say on a whim, she was faking it. That's like an award-winning acting performance. Listen, it's 2019, and if I walked in and my daughter was making those kinds of noises, yeah. I'm calling somebody. <laughs> I don't know who I'm calling. I'm calling somebody. So so she obviously, you know, unfortunately she passed away. She was malnourished. They were basically... Okay, and here's a question for you, and I don't know this if... First and foremost, you said she was diagnosed with what, Riley? Uh, she was diagnosed with epileptic psychosis because when she was... When she was 16, she experienced a seizure and then was diagnosed with this by temp it was caused by psychosis caused by temporal lobe epilepsy. Okay. And then she was diagnosed with depression and was treated at a psychiatric hospital. And by the time she was 20, she had become intolerant of various religious objects and began to hear voices. So she, her mental condition Worsened. deteriorated after she had this seizure at so, 16. So obviously, well, I mean, but epilepsy doesn't cause people to do that. Well, seizures can lead to very It can mess brain your brain damage. up pretty bad. Absolutely, yeah, pretty yeah. bad. So now, question though, were they, was she not eating because she was sick or were they not feeding her because she was sick? I don't think I got that far in my research on this. So Riley, if you could find that, it'd be awesome because, I mean, unfortunately, again, the girl died. Yeah, I mean, I, if you could see the pictures, she's I've seen like some of them. I'm actually know, like looking at them right pounds. now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Looking. She was she was very very um, just. Uh, you can just tell she's malnourished, man. You know, she was 23 years old when she died. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was in July July 1st of 1976. Right here, July 1st, 1976. Um, she died in her home. The autopsy report stated that uh, the cause was malnutrition and dehydration due to being in a semi-starvation state for almost a year 
while the rites of exorcism were performed. She weighed 68 pounds. So as, as, as you know, in her 20s, she was 68 pounds. Suffering broken knees due to continuous genuflections. Do you guys know what genuflection is? So it's the contortion, the stuff she was doing? No, body gen- just kind of no. irks, no? What genuflection is, it? is when you get on your knees and pray. Oh. So her knees were broken from being forced on her knees to pray for so long. So was she, you think that, does it say that she was being forced to do that or was she doing it on her own? Well, it just says due to continuous genuflection. She was unable to move without assistance and was reported to have contracted pneumonia. Wow. That's horrible. So yeah. can you imagine your knees breaking from being on your knees so long? That is messed up. Whatever. You know, so, yeah. So once again, here it is. It's, it's, you know, I think again, it's misinformation and people not knowing what something is. And they turn to their faith because that's what they have always been told they should do. And unfortunately, she she gets here's a bit more information. She dies. You know what I mean? Okay, you guys, real quick. Yeah. This is this is really interesting here, actually. So, um, she began talking increasingly about quote dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church, and she refused to eat towards the end. At this point, her parents stopped consulting doctors on her request and relied solely on the exorcism, exorcism rites. 67 exorcism sessions, one or two each week, lasting up to four hours, were performed over about 10 months in 1975 to 1976. Jeez. That's amazing. That's that's horrible. All right, so listen. That poor girl, that sucks. It really does suck. And if you got a kid out there that's experiencing any kind of, you know, if you feel that they're demonically possessed or something like that, I'm going to probably lean on the side that they're probably not. So just take their asses to the fucking doctor. How's that they sound? They probably just want Fortnite V-Bucks, to be honest. <laughs> so, 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 all right, we're going to close this thing out. Um, these poor kids, um, unfortunately, kids and young adults and everything else. I, I, listen, my opinion on this, Jeff, well, first and foremost, what is your opinion on exorcism? What is your opinion on the possession? And, and foremo- or, or further than that, what is your opinion on well, I guess the exorcism and how the, the religious side of it kind of like tries to eliminate these possessions and these people. So for me, I don't buy it. Um, I think back in the day when there wasn't a lot of medicine or study of medicine around it or available, it was easy to kind of just coincide it with religion and being possessed by a demon, yada, yada, yada. Not to like, you know, just blow over the fact, but... I, to me, that's I think that happened, and as time progressed, it was just kind of like a, a thing. Like, oh, she's got a demon, or he's got a demon. You know, I I really lean towards the the mental health aspect of it, and I'm also wondering what if it's a condition, right, that we fully don't understand yet, like some kind of like disease where it's it's painful. You know, you ever get like a like a, a brain freeze? Or, you know, for eat some too, too cold, too fast. Yeah, absolutely. I and you them. get that like pain in your head and you kind of like squeeze your, your, your fist together tight because it hurts. What if this is some kind of like internal pain caused in your brain, almost like a headache that's uh, uh, excruciating, unbearable to where you contort and you, you like you make those sounds because it, think, it hurts so bad. But that, uh, listen, a lot of these cases have actually been documented with like speaking in tongues well, um, that's, that's the interesting like You part. brought up something earlier about, you know, knowing all of these Bible passages and stuff like that. Like, I, I mean. But if you, again, like you said, if right. you were raised that way. Right. Exactly. That's so, going to be the first thing in your head. You I know? think it's very, very, it, it is very per- perplexing, but coming from a scientific standpoint, you know what I mean? Riley, what do you think about this whole thing? Well, 
to to go back to our Mothman episode when we had talked about how the Mothman prophecies came out and then the Mothman was brought into light in Germany with the miners, right? 1976 is when this happened to this girl, right? The movie came out in... Late 73, early 74. So that's three years. And this is a insanely popular movie that had worldwide attention. Is it possible that her actions mimicked very closely those of the of Reagan in The Exorcist had that movie not come out do we associate these actions that uh, this what's her name uh, Annalise yeah Annalise that Annalise her actions do we associate her actions with demon possession if that movie doesn't come out because I it's think very that's similar a, an extremely valid point and I think that's I didn't even think about that to be honest I didn't correlate the dates but uh, yeah I mean along the same kind of lines that like you know, news and movies and stuff that travels. And especially when you have such a movie that's giving such, from the the clip you played, such anxiety to people. And this is traveling across. And now maybe all of a sudden this girl with some mental issues, that's what it is. There's also nothing out there right now. So we all did our research, right? It's all this stuff. It's all the Annalise. There's a couple other ones that are clearly fakes that I felt. But like with today's technology, and today's like psychology, you there's nothing, right? At this point in the game, there should be something. There should be some kind of like proof where you know some doctors like some doctors like you know this this is real. Like they're the they have no mental illness, but something is triggering. Like there's got to be a way to disprove it, and there's nothing right now. And I and I that, again I touched on this one earlier and in, in um, one of the breaks or whatever when you. You know, they have this new um, hotline yeah. and part of the whole rules of it is, is that you have to go and get, you know, checked out by a doctor to see if there's any mental disorders there first before they will actually do an exorcism. Um, I, how do I put this without insulting anyone? And I apologize in advance. But then again, it's the Midnight Train podcast and we tend to do that. So I apologize again. <laughs> um, <sighs> shitty doctors may not be able to diagnose something of that magnitude. Right. You know what I mean? And if you're going to some shitty third world country, and, and again, I, I apologize for saying shitty, but I'm just kind of putting my words out there. But if you go to a place that they're underdeveloped, they're under, underdeveloped. Thank you. That's more PC. Thank you. More of an underdeveloped country where maybe their doctors aren't privy to all this stuff and they're not, you know, up on what that is. They're not going to go, you know what? She has a mental disorder. They're going to be like, nope, she's possessed, you know? And, and then all of a sudden now they're going to go through this whole thing. I I just think that knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. I think that <laughs> in this day and age, there's a couple different things going on. And again, this is my opinion, folks. And if you don't like it, again, I apologize. Turn it off and go listen to something else. But please don't do that because we love you. <laughs> anyway, my personal opinion with this whole thing is that the reason that it's not as much as it used to be back then is because religion isn't as, I mean, it's still prevalent. Like I said earlier, I guarantee there's still people that are devout and and that's awesome, but I don't think it is as prevalent as it was back in the seventies and sixties and further, you know? So that's one reason there that I, and uh, two technology is everywhere. There's, there's people in third world countries now that can literally access Google and they can, you know, in underdeveloped countries, they have they have better Wi-Fi than we do in some places. You know what right. I mean? Um, so I, I believe that that's there as well. I do think that people's dependency on faith can often for or, or overshadow their need for science. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you hear somebody that says, you know, uh, it's it happens. Easy out. Yeah, it happens all the time online. Somebody says, um, um, not even so an easy out. I, I think it's more of a that's just what people believe, and they feel comfortable with that belief. I think it's a comfort thing. Absolutely, you're comfortable with that belief. So, like online, my cousin is dying of whatever please send prayers please send prayers please send prayers or please pass this in a chain letter and you know a prayer for every whatever Mm -hmm. all right how about how about you know here's a gofundme help us raise money to help my sick cousin you know as opposed to prayer but people still believe in prayer they always will i think that's just something that keeps people comfortable it's it's like that little blanket that you carry around yourselves and i never want to negate anyone for again ever for having beliefs like that. That's not my belief. And that's, you know, hopefully that's okay with everyone else out there. But I think that's what it comes down to. I think that like with me, the first thing I'm going to do, if my daughter or my son is de- uh, demonstrating some, some something weird, we're going to the hospital, period. We're going to the hospital. And if that hospital tells me something that I don't feel is right, we're going to another hospital. Why wouldn't you pull the Bible out, hold it on his forehead and just be like, <laughs> get the sage out. <laughs> yeah. He's no, like, you want to know your mother's name? <laughs> Riley was, uh, <laughs> Riley was what? 10 or 11 years old when you, uh, we found the lump in your head, right? 10. 10. You were 10 years old. I was giving him a noogie in our living room. All of a sudden, I feel this lump on his head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is that? He's like, I don't know. It's been here for a while. Well, he's known about it for two weeks. I tell his mom, call her up. I'm like, listen, get him a doctor's appointment immediately. It turns out he has a tumor in his head. It was eating through my skull. Right. It was literally eating through his skull. And if he wouldn't have gone, who knows what would have happened. Next wow. thing you know, they're cutting this thing out of his head. And he has a titanium plate in his head now. What are the odds that you gave him a noogie and found that? Right. Right. But it's a good Talk thing I like, did, though. You know, it's signs. It's a good thing I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good father that likes to rough house with his boy <laughs> yeah. because who knows? Because they, they found yeah. it and they weren't like, they didn't think anything of it really because, you know, he's a boy and did he hit his head, whatever. And what I'm saying with that is, is immediately me, it's not, well, you know, you better, let's call the priest real quick and yeah. <laughs> see if we can get that taken down. You know what I mean? Does that make sense what Absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. And I'm not, again, not trying to insult anyone. I'm no not anti religion. But I want to bring up a point too, um, you know, on that subject. So my grandparents who have passed and gone, um, they were very, very religious, uh, Catholic, right? And when my grandpa found out he had uh, prostate cancer, he would not, he refused treatment for, I think like a, a year or two. And he kept telling, and doctors kept telling him like, you have to take this treatment. You, you're you're going to need this treatment, right? And his answer every time, God will do what God needs to do with me. So that kind of stems back to that when we were talking about, you know, back in the day, really deep into religion, the devout, you know, Christians, they will take it to the extreme. I mean, they do. Yeah. But to them, it's not extreme. It's just, it's faith. That's, yeah. It's normal to it's them. It's faith. And, and, and that's, know, and that's, and, and, and once again, like with your grandfather, my grandmother, um, um so, so millions and millions and millions of people in this world, that is their belief. And to me, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I almost feel envious of them that they don't have a fear Mm-hmm. They believe that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's in God's hands. Right. You know God's what I mean? Plan. It's God's plan. God has a master plan. So whatever happens, happens. And to me, again, I feel envious about that. You know, because to me, here I am, I'm running around going, ah, there's a lump on my balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, well, right. I, I have had it checked out. But anyway, so I, I'm just saying like, there's there's that difference there, but I don't ever want anyone who's listening to this who may be religious or Christian to ever think that we don't 
we're not coming down on you. Hopefully it doesn't sound like that. But I also want to like say, so they were the golden generation, right? Our grandparents, they were also seasoned to be able to deal with um, like insane tragedies. Oh, they were I tough mean, all the wars, man. Yeah. the recessions, Absolutely. the working like 15 hours a day and then waking up and doing it again. They were tough. I mean, they did stuff that we'll never do or any generations before. So they were built tough. So when something like that happened, when they're like, hey, you got cancer, they're like, that's it. <laughs> God's got me, bro. See you Just later. cancer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there was a twister here two days ago and I lived through that. Well, I feel like they were seasoned for that yeah, almost probably, in, yeah. in a way. What I feel is that, is that the, the God or the, the, the religion filled in the gaps where where life, the like life if like looking at life there is it's hard to find any semblance of like m- you know meaning or like what is the point kind of thing you know and so the religion filled in the gaps and it gave them comfort and the ability to go you know what at the end of the day i'm going to i'm going to go work 15 hours but when i get home you know this is all part of god's plan i'm working for what god wants me to do and to be honest with you man in closing this thing out Truthfully, to all you listeners out there, I think what it comes down to is that one way or another, this is life. We are not going to get out of this thing alive. You know what I mean? So listen to the Midnight Train podcast and at least have a good time (laughs) while we're living. Have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourselves. If you know someone out there that's suffering with mental illness, please, please, please get them the help they need. Um, Mental illness is a big thing. Um, Exorcism, kind of weird. I'm going to leave it on that note there. Um, Jeff, you have anything you want to say? Uh, no, if you feel like you're possessed or you've seen somebody possessed, send us some videos some pictures, some audio, uh, comments, feedback, stories, email them. We'll read them on, you know, we'll read them on the next Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. And all right. Lastly, before we're out of here, remember, you can always message us, email us, whatever it is. We'd love to hear from you guys and hear a good, bad, whatever it is. Uh, maybe we'll read some of your emails on the, the podcast. It's the midnight train podcast at gmail.com. Remember, you can also find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can listen on Apple music, Spotify, and and all any place you can find the actual podcast, you can like, subscribe, and do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review. It does help us a lot. And remember, keep the lights off, and thanks for listening. Parce que tu vois, ça c'est que de la réaction de tout à l'heure. Hein.